0: Here's your host, Hey Gregory Luna.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today we're going to talk about GMO food and in fact... In fact, this is the first episode ever I think I've talked about GMO food. And it's funny because it goes back to when I started this pod back in winter of 2017. It was in my top 20 topics to discuss, and I don't think I've ever done a standalone on GMO, but we're going to talk about First GMO animal approved for human consumption soon to hit restaurants. This was released yesterday. Resistance to the prevalence of genetically modified foods has risen like a wave in the United States in recent years. Back in 2015, an AP survey found that a whopping two-thirds of Americans supported the labeling of GMO foods. Frankly, many people are aware, weary of eating what are commonly known as frankenfoods, crops that have been altered at the genetic level to make them grow more bigger or quickly and to make them resistant to pets and diseases. Many people are gravely concerned about the long-term health effects of these foods, while others are worried about the environmental effects of tinkering with nature in this way. Experts have raised concerns about the impact of GMO foods on biodiversity, the natural balance of humans and plants in the wild. And then there is the risk of genes for modified and unmodified plants mixing and leading to irreversible and uncontrollable consequences. As bad as genetically modified plant crops might be, frankenfoods just moved into a whole new realm of frightening. The first genetically modified salmon has been approved for human consumption by the FDA. An unlabeled GM fish could soon be featured on the menu of a restaurant near you. So let's back it up here. <clears throat> Remember, Jimmy Kimmel, you can look this up on YouTube. Jimmy Kimmel uh, went to a, a farmer's market once. This is old, probably four or five years ago. And he asked random people, "What is, are you concerned about GMO foods? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they asked, what does GMO stand for? And they're like, uh, uh they didn't know at all. Um, but here's the issue. <clears throat> There's a lot of studies that express concern. Like there was a big famous French rat study where rats were fed only genetically modified crop or feed. And normally rats live about two years, and these guys developed hor- horrible, gigantic tumors. It's not a tumor, as Schwarzenegger says in, in the classic movie, Ken Gerncom. It was a tumor. And uh, they die within six months. And look, th- this article mentions other things, the mixing of of modified and unmodified plants is a major problem. And, and here's here's what it is. So we've been kind of GMOing, fruits for some time, like seedless watermelon, that's normal. But what what this type of GMO we've been doing the last 20 years is is similar to like making things drought resistant. So what we'll do is we'll get theoretically, let's say, because the, the biggest GMO crops in America are corn and soybean, about 90 to 95% of them are GMO. And you're like, well, I don't eat corn or soybean. Yeah, you eat soybean oil all the time. Or corn oil all the time, but soybean oil is in everything, and so is high fructose corn syrup. Look at all your middle aisle processed food; it's it's totally there. So yeah, trust me, we're all eating it, even if you're not eating edamame or soy. So it, it's it's there. It's a problem. And So what they do is they'll like get the the DNA of a cold water fish, and they'll splice it into the DNA of whatever, an orange, let's say. And I'm not saying all oranges are GMO but they'll splice it into the DNA of of an orange to make it more drought-resistant. So, I mean, these are things that we've never done in human history, so it's a problem. Now, the salmon's a big problem because it's the first living food. (laughs) So-called experts insist that genetically modified foods like the new aqua bounty salmon recently approved by the FDA pose a very little risk of health problems to humans. They claim that genetically modifying foods simply speeds up the process of breeding and the desirable characteristics and removing undesirable ones from foods as farmers have done for centuries. The FDA has certainly come out fighting for the new GM salmon, but as reported by the Huffington Post, that does not necessarily mean we can trust eating this salmon without risk. One of the earliest genetically modified foods to hit the market was the flavor saver tomato. Over 40,000 agency memos later, released as a result of the lawsuit, proved that scientists repeatedly warned the FDA that GMOs like the flavor saver tomato Carried serious health risks, and of course those concerns were ignored because we know about the revolving door. If not, go to the episodes, probably in the episode fifty or sixties, where the the FDA, USDA, CDC, they're all run by high level big pharma, big food, big medicine, medicine, medical device executives. Right, so there's a major conflict of interest. Huffington reports reported. So talking about the the tomato. Calogene, the tomato's creator in chief, now part of Mansanto, go to the episode we did on Mansanto, the most evil corporation of all time. It's probably around episode 180. Voluntarily conducted three twenty eight day rat feeding studies. Calogene tested for two separate flavor saver tomato lines, both had the same gene inserted into the same type of tomato. The process of insertion and the subsequent cloning of the cells into GM plants can cause lots of unique and unpredicted consequences. The two lines, therefore, were not considered identical. The rats that ate one of these flavor-saver varieties probably wished they were in a different test group. Of the 20 female rats, seven developed stomach lesions, bleeding stomachs. The rats eating the other flavor-saver or the neutral tomatoes or no tomatoes at all had no lesions. Leading GMO safety expert Dr. Arpatz putste warned that if humans were to experience this time of hemorrhage, it would be life-threatening, particularly in elderly patients who routinely take aspirin to provide clots. So despite assurances from the FDA that flavor-saver tomatoes were safe as houses, they were anything but and were quickly removed from the market. Nonetheless, that same government agency now wants us to unquestionably accept that Aqua Bounty's fake salmon carries no health risk. Well, we shall see because here's the issue. It's, it's not going to be labeled on the menu, unlike in the European Union, where, geez, in the European Union, they have to put on the menu if the food came previously frozen much less if it's going to be a GMO. So, of course, over there, they care more, more about their people. All right, let's go to another article here. This is about Aquabounty, the, the, um, the company that's been approved to make up this GMO salmon. Aquabounty altered the genetic makeup of the Atlantic salmon to include a gene from a Chinook salmon and DNA sequence from an eel-like species known as an ocean pelt. The result is a salmon that grows to market its size about twice as fast as its natural counterpart. Great. So next time you eat salmon, you might have some eel. Eel. Talks about how Aquabounty has a fish mark in Indiana. And I understand most of our fish is, as you know, grown in fish farms. We have a previous episode about, I think early on, about about how dirty our fish is, and then these fish farms, most most of which are in Vietnam and China, some are in Canada and America, but most of our fish comes overseas from these farms in Asia, and they're shot up with antibiotics, and they're fed GMO uh, food, these fish, and they just swim around their own poop, but... Commercially raising seafood, a process known as aquaculture, will be necessary to feed the planet's growing population at a time when rising seafood demand is pitted against plateauing wild fisheries burdened by overfishing pollution and climate change, according to industry experts. Okay, there's just so much BS in this. The planet's growing population, yes, it is growing, but we know within 50 years it's going to peak and then plummet to demographic nightmares in the 22nd century pitted against wild fishers overburdened by what? Climate change, of course. According to who? Industry experts. Who are those guys? The U.S., which imports over 90% of its seafood, has lied behind much of the world in aquaculture production. And proponents hope the introduction of genetically engineered fish may help to promote the industry. Guys, these are all just business guys who just want to make a profit. And why, uh, why is the U.S. lagging behind? We have to import 90% because these other companies, these other countries, I should say, make the fish in their disgusting, filthy fish farms for a lot cheaper. That's what you get from global trade, right? However, some consumer groups fiercely are opposed to the production and sale of genetically modified organisms. These organizations have been vocal crusaders against aqua bounty pressuring many mainstream retailers into pledging they won't carry the product they maligned as frankenfish. This is purely a commercial decision to make the fish grow faster, says Megan Westgate, executive director of the Non-GMO Project, a Washington-based nonprofit. They've succeeded in improving that desired trait, but there's no benefit to the consumer or the environment. I think that's why a lot of average people would rather eat salmon as nature intended, right? Right, for these companies to make more. To date, there's no scientific evidence concluding that GMO foods are harmful to human health. No, that's what these guys say. The FDA says aqua bounty salmon are as safe as, as conventional salmon. The FDA doesn't mean crap because, again, they are run by big business executives. Meir, who studied the risk of salmon being exposed to the wild population based on government data, said many of the fears surrounding the GMOs are overblown. Yeah, like all those tumors and ulcers in the stomach? However, one of the foremost complaints about Aquabounty has been transparency in Canada, where the company sells conventional eggs and genetically modified salmon. It has sold tons of the fish, although it wouldn't disclose to which retailers and there are no requirements for labeling in that country. Oh, it's because they've sold tons of fish. Does that mean it's successful over there? Because the people don't know. The people don't know. So when they go to a restaurant, they all oh, eating salmon. They don't know. It's GMO. After the genetically modified salmon was approved to be raised and sold in the U.S. in 2015, five years ago, egg shipments were blocked until labeling guidelines were established, which allowed for the import ban to be lifted two months ago. Still, the U.S. labeling mandate won't take into effect until 2022, creating uncertainty about whether Aqua Bounty will voluntarily label its salmon in the interim for the next two years. It won't, of course, it won't, because they know it's going to hurt their bottom line. Aquabounty CEO Sylvia Wolf argues there's no need for labeling in Canada because both wild and genetically modified salmon are the same nutritionally. Oh, is that so? But Westgate of the non-GMO project said the lack of disclosure robs consumers of choice. Of course it does. People should know what's in their fish, Westgate says. It's a transgenic species, a combination of three fish. And maybe they don't want to feed it to their kids. Experts say the progression to genetically engineering animals has been slower due to public perception public perception, and nascent federal instruction. While scientists have had the ability to root till genomes for decades, the FDA didn't use guidelines on GMO until 2008. Since then, the agency has approved only a few animal-related bioengineering applications, including a genetically altered goat that produces a drug in its milk, used to prevent rare blood clotting conditions in humans. See, this is how they sell it, right? Like, oh, we're trying to help humans. It's it produces a drug in its milk. And can you imagine when this is no when when this no labeling thing if it continued? Cuz they're saying for the salmon it'll, it'll go into effect 2022, but who knows for these other things? How easy it is for them to put psychotropic or or mental health drugs into into our milk in the future? The agency also signed off on the entry of Glowfish, a pet zebra fish with a gene from a jellyfish that makes it glow under natural and ultraviolet light. I don't even know what to tell you. The salmon. Okay, guys, so let's finish up here. So, one of the things I want to mention is so there are states that have been pushing for mandatory GMO labeling on on processed foods. So, for example, like your cereal, all your middle aisle foods are going to have corn oil, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, maltodextrin, and all these code names. Go to that episode we did around episode 50, the 38 different code names for sugar, and soybean oil. So I don't think it's too unreasonable for, for these states and for these, these companies like the Environmental Working Group to say, hey, if my cereal... Our Pop-Tarts have GMO. We would like it to be labeled, contains GMO ingredients. Well, of course, the companies are against this. And their argument, and and California had this big referendum about three, four years ago, where Big Food put in millions of dollars, and their argument was, oh, we need to shoot down this referendum because it's going to make your cereal cost more. Exactly how is it going to make it cost more for you to print three words on the box? contains GMO ingredients it's it's all nonsense anyways, so the people in California, because they're sh- idiot sheeple leftists, voted it down. But that's not to say that there are states that have put this in like Vermont and other states that have that mandatory labeling. But this is a gigantic battle in the GMO world. And look, I, like I, like this lady says, I think it's a lot about consumer choice. I think we have the right to know what is GMO, what is not GMO, and then we can make the decision whether or not to ingest it. I am not a big fan of GMO food, and the only way to really avoid it is eat organic, buy organic corn and, and or corn, you know, corn chips and stuff like that. But... Again, there's, there's other ways we're getting it. It's just like how we're getting antibiotics, not from our doctor, but from all the, the livestock that we eat that's shut up with antibiotics. So it's hard to avoid GMO completely. But this is definitely a start to have G, GMO labeling. So, guys, next time you have salmon, you might want to ask the restaurant where they're getting it from. I doubt the manager that day is even going to know, but I suppose it doesn't hurt. But it is coming. The salmon is coming guys the website's naturopathic earth go check out all the articles we have lots of articles and food recipes there if you want to support us click on the paypal link probably not on this episode because i'm a week behind but go good three four episodes back episode 248 or whatever and then click on the paypal link be generous if you want to help us out also you can buy my two books on amazon kindle or paperback confessions of an obese child talks about why i got fat and revelations of a weight loss warrior talked about how i lost it and kept it off for 25 years some biohacks that you might use that might be useful to you. Also, if you want to help us out in a more passive way, go to naturopathicearth.com and click on the food recipes and then click on the Amazon links and that'll take you to Amazon and anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours through our links, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. And if you want some one-on-one coaching just to help you like a wellness guru, click on the Clarity FM link and we can talk on the phone and I can help you out that way. Lastly, we have three podcasts in the NPE family this one, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary, which we just did at a video, an episode on. Carrot seed oil, celery seed oil, dill oil, and some other ones. We have about 50 episodes on different oils, so all the big ones we've done early on. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child where we talk about obesity-related issues. We talked about recently how Adele and now uh, Rebel Wilson are getting fit-shamed for getting in shape, so we have episodes on that and episodes about just the trauma that is growing up overweight guys as always please subscribe to those three channels and post an honest review until next time take care
0: Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.